from Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season four, episode nine, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Which All right. Predates the movie. Yes. Shout out to Shane Black, writer yes. of the last Boy Scout, <laughs> but he yeah. directed Kiss This Bang Bang. Oh yeah, the Robert Downey Jr. movie. Yeah, it was his directorial debut. Ooh, I have not seen it. I heard it's good. Though. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, Shane Black is like a. He wrote like Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wrote like so many classics. Um, and yeah, it was the first one he directed. Cool. Um, this was written by Tom Kapanos, um, directed by Perry Lang, who also directed episodes of Alias, Everwood, and Weeds. Jen and I are doing it. And, and, and he did some Dawson's Creek, right? Yeah, he did The Longest Day. We've seen him before. Yeah, The Longest oh, okay. Day is the one we've seen before. Yeah. Um, but I didn't remember if I said anything about him. And also, he directed Alias, which I'm rewatching right now. And who does it hold up? It's really good. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, this originally aired on November 29th, 2000. Um, the description from Wikipedia Dawson asks Mr. Brooks's advice on becoming a director, a film director. Mr. Brooks gives Dawson some insight on his past and why he is the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> Joey takes Pacey to a dinner hosted by an exclusive college. She is ner a nervous wreck, but Pacey saves the day. The Learys host a Christmas party, which provokes well-hidden feelings between Dawson and Gretchen to surface. Joey and Pacey arrive late to the party and witness a kiss between their friends. Jen hasn't filled out a single college application and Jack is concerned. Grams, who hasn't spoken to Jen since the incident with Andy, has an idea. Yeah, you heard that right. Has an idea <laughs> to get in Jen's college applications in on time and enlist Jack's help with her plan. Okay, so history's mysteries. I, um, there's a break between this episode and the next one. Okay. But last week I missed a big news item because it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it was like not prominently featured anywhere. But on November 22nd, the date the last episode mm -hmm. aired was the day of the Brooks Brothers riot. Oh. Where a bunch of, if you don't know what the Brooks Brothers riot is, um, it's some bullshit. <laughs> and it's a bunch of, like, paid Republican operatives, um, like, basically tried to stop recount, like, the recount in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to know a few names of people who were part of it? <laughs> Matt I, Schlapp I Matt Schlapp uh -huh. who is on pontificating wildly about shit he knows nothing about constantly and Mr. Brett Kavanaugh oh shit <laughs> yeah wow. probably oh not god. a great thing that he's got a Supreme Court seat now fucking oh my god um, oh that's so oh because he was uh, in that case yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so that was last week. So December 3rd, 2000, poet Gwendolyn Brooks dies. Her book, Allen, Annie Allen, won a Pulitzer Prize in 1950, and she was the first black person to receive a Pulitzer Prize. Um, if, you don't oh, know wow. Gwen, if you don't know Gwendolyn Brooks' poetry, I highly recommend it. She's Wait, wonderful. So the year 2000 is the first time a black woman received a Pulitzer Prize. No, she received it in 1950. She died 
on December 3rd, oh, 2000. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I was you were right to be stunned. <laughs> but that wasn't true. Was like, okay. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Toni Morrison, I think, won it before that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, that's, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, December 7th, 2000, Katasoka Temple, which was partially built in the 8th century. It's not, it hasn't been fully built, but it was, what is built was built in the 8th century, is discovered in Sliman, um, Yogyakarta, Indonesia. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was discovered. Cool. December 7th. December 8th, 2000, the Supreme Court of Florida orders a statewide manual recount of the votes in the presidential election. The next day, the U.S. Supreme Court places a stay on this order. December 12th, 2000. Get ready to be pissed off. The <laughs> U.S. Supreme Court overturns the ruling by the Florida Supreme Court, ending the recount and effectively giving the state and the presidency to Texas Governor George W. Bush. The following day, U.S. Vice President Al Gore concedes the elections and suspends activities of his recount committee. Mm-hmm. There are times when I think about what would have been. <laughs> um i will just say that mm-hmm. december 13th 2000 the texas seven escape from their prison unit in kennedy texas and start a crime spree um, i remember that one and they'll be coming back uh it's a oh. wild ride that they go on mm-hmm. my personal favorite december <laughs> 15th 2000 Walt Disney Pictures' 40th feature film, The Emperor's New Groove, is released Mm -hmm. after years of production issues. Though the box office hall is disappointing compared to Disney's Renaissance-era releases, it is later praised as one of their best films of the post-Renaissance era. And I wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. concur that is a fucking great movie. (laughs) Oh, really? I've never seen it. Oh, it's amazing. Huh. Eartha Kitt plays the villain. Um, Oh, cool. Which is like, maybe all you need to know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> also, John Goodman, David Spade. But it's like, it's it's so fucking funny. And actually, I think maybe Vulture, there was some place that did a great like oral history about like how that movie got made. Because it's like a very un-Disney movie. Um, uh-huh, and it's yeah. like, um, it, it turned, you know, it turned 20 on December 15th, 2020. So there was like an oral history that they did. That was like, it was great. It was really interesting. I just Google, Google that. And it's really good. Okay. Um, And finally, on December 16th, the third and final reactor at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant is shut down and the station is shut down completely. So. Oh, wow. (laughs) That took a long time. Which which Chernobyl? 86? No. yeah, it's, I'm saying it's 87, 84, but I, I don't know. Oh. That's just what popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, okay, 86, 87, yeah. Anyway. Um, number one movie is still How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number one song, Dang. still Independent Women Part 1 by Destiny's Child. But <laughs> number two is Case of the X, What You Gonna Do by Maya, which is a fucking banger. It's so good. I like looked it up because I was like, oh yeah, what's that one again? And then I was listening to it. I was like, oh yeah. Oh boy. It's so good. Also, big debut this week, Stronger by One Miss Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Free Britney. Free Britney. Um, I gotta say, after watching that documentary, I like 
I've been like doing a lot of Britney dance parties while I cook and like just can't oh, recommend nice. that activity more highly. Just like if you need something <laughs> to get you through the day. Amazing. <laughs> Work Bitch is the funnest song to dance to. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> just put it out there. Okay. I have one correction to issue, um, Mm -hmm. which is that I think either last week or the week before I kind of mumbled that Michelle Williams was probably not in the episode that much because she was shooting Imagine Me and You. But what I meant to say was Me Without You. Oh, okay. Um, Imagine Me and You is also a great movie, but Michelle Williams is not in that. And then also, we had a metric fuck ton of feedback about our pool. <laughs> our indoor pool <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so listen, y'all, we're Californians, like born yeah. and bred, and we did not think like, oh yeah, in places where it freezes, you would have to have an indoor pool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I totally. did. I'm not going to speak for you. But, but. I didn't think of that either. But I'm just like, well, I don't know. I guess I just am like, but swimming's like when it's warm out. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like when you do it in school. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. Season. So anyways, but I just think that that like highlights how the narrative of like, you just need to prepare for a deep freeze is like impossible for a number of Americans mm. <laughs> like us in California. Like yes. we have, we we're not prepared to do. No, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do. No. Um, <laughs> we can't even imagine indoor pools. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, as soon as someone tweeted at us about it, I was like, I mean, obviously that makes a ton of sense, <laughs> but like in California, an indoor pool is bougie as fuck. That's like the bougiest. Yeah, like, I mean, like at a gym or something, but yeah. I've never heard of a high school having that. Oh, it doesn't absolutely make any sense. not. Because it, why? It just smells like chlorine, you know, inside when you go yeah. to an indoor pool. But. Yeah, totally. I mean, my gym's pool is indoors, but that's it. Yeah, the yeah. Echo Park pool is indoor. Yeah, but, YMCA um, Hollywood has an indoor pool and YMCA downtown. Yeah. That's my gym. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah. and i want to say a correction more on karma mm, okay, <laughs> like okay you kind of stunned me actually it was really you kind triggering. of stunned me <laughs> really okay yeah it was triggering to hear it in the episode and i was gonna say something else julia knows this but of course the listener don't because why would they but i've been on this journey to understand casteism in, mm. in south asia so i listened to um a number of podcasts and read different um you know stuff mm-hmm. and um about um the dalits and the diaspora within you know the u.s and mm-hmm. for american my personal opinion on karma after and hearing it over and over was really hard is that like i personally feel like it's white hippies rebranding and co-opting um something to use as a bootstraps doctrine because mm. we in a, the Western or in America, we don't really have the concept of past lives. So it doesn't register with us. Right. Whereas karma can be a concept for free will in the way in which, you know, hippies use it. Mm. But it also is like, oh, well, something in your past life is the reason why you were raped. Or maybe oh. a Westerner might understand this more. Oh, something in your past life is why your karma means that you're a Dalit and you need to use a different drinking fountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. You know? And I don't disagree that like it's a thing that white hippies use. I mean, I grew up yeah. in like white hippie <laughs> Mecca. Um, yeah, I, so, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that for me always, I always, I think about, I think about how much bad behavior there is in the world and how much mm-hmm. people just act like fucking assholes. Right. Like, and there's a part of me that, and I guess this is my own sort of like, and I'm happy to label it something else than karma, yeah. but my own sort of like, in order to keep my sanity and, and obviously <laughs> I'm aware that Donald Trump exists. Um, so I know that this doesn't always, isn't always the case, but like, I do think that like, if you are that big of a shithead that like you deserve some misery, right. you know? And, and so, yeah, I think there's this, no, I think that the concept that's been co-opted and the yeah. narrative from that cultural appropriation that's happening is why people attach to it. But really it, it's just a way to not say like maybe more Christian dogma of like, Oh, live by the sword, die by the sword, or mm. you reap what you sow, you know, instead yeah. of being like, Oh no, it's karma without fully understanding the like whole concept. And I don't fully understand it, but what I know about it is like, of course, like anything that's like a dogma or a tradition, there's a lot of beauty to it. But then like we know as cultural Catholics, mm. There's Ooh, a lot there's of, really of shittiness. <laughs> a lot of hideous things can happen in the name of like you know of belief systems. Within, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm happy to rename it. Um, <laughs> to yeah. rename my feelings about the fact that <laughs> when you don't tip people during a pandemic, you deserve <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you deserve whatever's coming to you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Totally. That's totally. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> And that is 100% true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. We're on, the, we're on the same page. We're on the same yeah. page here. Totally. All right. Oh, this episode. Are we ready? Merry Christmas, y'all. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it opens seemingly like we're going to get episode noir episode number two yeah it kind of like pans and everything yeah and we got the noir music going and it's like yeah yeah and it's like outside of dawson the leary house Uh they're kind of like oh going back to dawson's room and they go into his his room and they like have a low shot of like someone on the bed that's like a girl but you Uh don't know who it is and then it pans over to Dawson who's sitting on the floor watching a movie and you're like oh are Dawson and Joey doing a movie night (laughs) oh yeah and we see like the movie and there's this ending there's like a gun it's a noir movie that they're watching Mm -hmm. and it says that the movie is by A.I. Brooks so Dawson Mm -hmm. has found some of Mr. Brooks's archive yeah which okay I'm sorry (laughs) I have problem like okay. i said last immediately <laughs> i was like this is like unbelievable that dawson's like this big film nerd everyone in the town knows it and then uh-huh. there's like a filmmaker within the town and no one's like connected the two just because of like dawson's position within the town you yeah. know yeah. and then he presumably is able to get his hands on a physical copy of this movie <laughs> from his film store that he works at i yeah that's a good that's a good uh good question i mean so I, that- I yeah. just need to go with it. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm just like, what? Come on. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear you. That's a good question. I, I, you know, it's, I feel like I only knew Blockbuster Video at age, whatever age I was when this was out, 16, 17. Uh-huh. So like, 
I, oh, it's hard. You didn't have like a little video store you went to? You went to Blockbuster? I mean, there was a little video store, East Cliff Video, but they didn't have like as good of a selection. We, we went to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe at one of the record stores or something, you might have been able to order weirdo movies. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I definitely hear you on your experience, but it's not like, relevant because he's a film nerd (laughs) no totally no totally yeah (laughs) I I just I I do wonder where he got this (laughs) yes like you know and so that seemingly he got his hands on it pretty easily like you know he didn't like explain like oh I just ordered this from like the library exchange you know university library exchange archive you know yeah 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 yeah. exactly (laughs) um so we cut over and we see the girl on the bed is Gretchen and not yeah. Joey. And she's like, yeah. no, no. Did we like this movie? Is that? We, yeah. Are we saying we liked it? And Dawson's like, you know, I wanted to hate it, but like, it's a work of genius. <laughs> oh, he says, oh no. He says, I'm sorry. It's a heartbreaking work of staggering genius, which of course it's hard well it's the name of dave eggers novel book a heartbreaking Uh, work of staggering genius which came out in february of 2000 um (laughs) but like my thing is like listen for my lit people out there a fucking course dawson is like all about a heartbreaking work of staggering genius (laughs) the only thing that could be more dawson is if he was like put infinite jest in gretchen's hand and was like yeah it changed my life get out of here oh my god Bellinger is a god <laughs> don't bring Will Kretzky into this oh my oh god. god so Gretchen's kind of like I don't know it's kind of a fucking eye roll it's like really yeah. you're into this you know and like it's hard I'm just triggered film white film nerd dudes yeah i have a i have a Aaron's really past with them i got a past with them it's very very difficult to watch yeah. this stuff yeah. because she's like trying to give her opinion and he like this is the thing is like i think he's entitled to his opinion if he likes it he likes it but like i don't like the way it's like well what do you mean yeah. obviously what i'm saying is right you know and this yeah. is like a it's a truth of white film nerds mm-hmm. this is authentic but this is part mm-hmm. of the problem yeah yes yeah because she's like you know what like this is because dawson's like this was a romance masquerading as like a drama or something like that and and gretchen's like he's like where's uh, the romance she hired someone to kill him (laughs) to kill her and then they she fell in love with the guy she hired to kill her and 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 like I was like, the fact that Dawson thinks that this is romantic, like, says, I think, a lot about Dawson. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. I mean, and he's like, he, like, gives this big speech about, like, you know, these people have, like, given up on love. And then they find it again with each other, which is, like, this weird meta conversation about, like, the yeah. fact that he and Joey broke up a hundred goddamn years ago and we're still fucking talking well, about I it. I think it's meta about him and Gretchen giving up. Well, on it love. is meta about him and yeah. Gretchen, but it's meta right, about right. him and Joey too. Cause he's, that's yeah. the love that he gave up on. Right. And right. <laughs> now at this point been over for, what are we calling it? 20 months. Yeah. <laughs> Long fucking time. 
<laughs> and then Gretchen says what I'm thinking, which is like, oh, yeah, well, if you ask me, like, Tarantino does all this shit a lot better than this guy, <laughs> which like I don't necessarily think that's true. But like, I was like, yeah, I like that Gretchen's like, right. this is the same. Like, shit. there's someone who does it in the way in which I like mm-hmm. better, you know, mm-hmm. and Dawson's like, see, you're proving my point. He was a trailblazer. <laughs> He did it before Quentin Tarantino. And you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Here we are. Okay. And Dawson's just like, I wonder why he stopped making films. And Gretchen's (laughs) like, well, why the fuck did you stop? Yeah. And like, (laughs) and then Gretchen's like, well, like, you know, I really like you like this all passionate and opinionated and da, 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 da. And like, I don't know. I mean, I get her. I get that, like when people are passionate about something you're like oh hey like even if yeah. it's a thing that i don't like i'm so happy that yeah, you're so passionate like, exactly yeah and this is the per- the dawson that she knows like she mm-hmm. hasn't really been around dawson in three years so she just knows the like super film nerd like yeah. passionate like precocious kid that like while she was older and was like oh my brother's hilarious best friend but like it's still endearing and charming to like yeah. you know like that kind of you know ambition and and excitement about a hobby um and, yeah. and she's she she lifts people up she's like a positive person like that she she's is. like a classic older sister yeah. so she's just like yeah like the way I remember you you were like filled with like spunk and amazing and I kind of like yeah. that person better like what happened with what happened to that person yeah um and he doesn't really answer it we just go to the credits yeah um yeah so and it's like i do like this story that they kind of touch in and they kind of don't where it's like dawson's kind of lost his way Mm -hmm. but they always like you don't see him like it's always like another woman there you know so it's hard i know i agree um so we go then to the yacht club where joey's studying and like mrs valentine comes up and is like oh my god she's awful from like fucking second one she's like (laughs) I don't pay you to do your homework. And to Joey, good for her. First of all, this is illegal. She's like, yeah, I'm not on the clock. Yeah. I'm 15 minutes early. So if also, you're required to do any element, even counting your register, anything that is required by your employer, you get paid for that. Yeah. Um, also, I want to say she doesn't say I'm I don't pay you to do your homework. She says I'm not paying you to study for your GED. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is class is bullshit. Whatever. Yeah, I we know. Can't offer a GED and, and say look down upon it. Like we can't have an option. And like then we look down upon it. it's fucking bullshit. I know. And she's like, you know. I'm like, I'm studying for the 15 minutes until my sh- shift starts. Like, calm your fucking tits. Yeah. And then she's like, and P.S. I go to school with your son. So, yeah, take why your do fucking you act like you don't know who the fuck I am, bitch? <laughs> and then Miss Valentine just doubles down and is like, oh, I ran into, um, what does she call her? Betsy. Becky. 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 <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Becky with the good hair. <laughs> yeah, I ran into Becky at the drugstore, obviously not buying um, contraception. Okay, like, what the? Explain this to me like I'm five, okay? <laughs> Bessie is on the low end, twenty three, twenty four, and has yeah. like a one year old kid. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, I think she's like twenty five or twenty six. But yeah. like, we know at one point she said she was twenty four, so she's like, yeah, twenty five probably. Yeah, she's in her mid twenties. Yeah, she has a steady partner. Mm-hmm. Owns, owns her own home. 
owns the second business that she's owned Mm -hmm. now. I mean, like, I I don't care if those are not part of your story. I'm not judging you for any of that. But like Mm -hmm. with a judgy bitch like Mrs. Valentine, like what part of that story is offensive? The fact that she's not married. And also Miss Valentine, we know like and this isn't a judgment. It's just a point of comparison lives in an apartment at the yacht club that her employer provides her as Mm. part of her payment. Mm hmm. Because her husband left her from a, for a younger woman. Yes, so, so she like, <laughs> owns zero um, businesses and zero homes. Yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, like I'm not judging her, but I'm saying if you're gonna be a cunt and judge someone, it's like, are you fucking <laughs> yeah. kidding me? But don't throw stones from your glass house, bitch. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off! It's yeah. so fucking dark. And also, and again, the- it's like a, it's funny because like. How does Miss Valentine know all this shit? Know. You know, like because she didn't know who Joey was when Joey interviewed, so that means like she went out of her way to find this info on Joey, much and, similar to her son, right? And seemingly <laughs> true, true, and seemingly she doesn't know who Joey is right now since she like refuses to admit that they go to school. She goes to school <laughs> with her son. Also, I just want to say the trash ass people at the country club have way wilder stories than Bessie, who's like <laughs> a working mom trying to make it. I know. I mean, like, come on. Get out of here. Miss Valentine's a working mom (laughs) trying to make it. I know. It's white women, man. God, we're sorry. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're working on it. Um, So Joey then, like, like, fucking... Oh, just like some... Joey's bangs hit us full force. Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. They're... And Dawson's hair is so horrific in this episode too. It's, it's a bad it's hair It's a good episode. distraction from some a lot of shit that's going to be happening. But like, yes, Joey's yeah. bangs just like swinging loose. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> swinging loose, like their testicles. <laughs> They're terrible. I mean, oh, truly. My gosh, it's I don't like, know why. They're not getting better. No, it's getting it's going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Um, this random white dude walks up and it's yeah. like, "How's everything going for t- for the party on Saturday?" Does he say that tomorrow's Saturday? Uh, I can't Saturday. tell. Okay, he says Saturday. And um, Miss Valentine's like, "Oh, everything's going along. We're catch- we're getting all working together." And she looks at Joey and she's like, "And Joey, I know you have Saturday off, but like, sorry, you're gonna have to work." Yeah, and then Joey's like, "I can't." And Mrs. Valentine's, I mean, correct me, you're the one who knows more about this than I do, but maybe breaks a law by saying, oh, so you're quitting then? If you can't work Saturday? Joey's on a work permit, so like, you know, she has limited hours available to her, so there's no way you could request that like that yeah Yeah. so it turns out of course the saturday thing like joey's like trying to be like no i can't like i can't and then then joey's like no no no, i'll be here as a guest at the party oh Mm because we didn't say it's like for the worthington college university or college yeah Yeah, like uh yeah yeah and And (laughs) dude it's like oh are you josephine potter yeah the Josephine Potter? Oh my god. Of the Cape Side Potters. <laughs> Your essay was incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. 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 And, then, and then he goes, Mrs. Valentine, you have to give her the night off and seat her at my table. And like, 
Then, of course, Mrs. Valentine goes into, like, full-on suck-up mode. Yeah. And, like, look, this actress... I'll I'll look her up for the next one. I forget her name, but like she is so she's great at this. So good, she's, she's so good. very good. I mean, she's an awful human like yeah. this that she's playing, but she's great like, at this. I want to say she's like a poor man Susie Kurtz, but she's Susie better. Kurtz. Oh yeah, ooh, she's so good. That's a that's a <laughs> so better than Susie Kurtz. I mean. I mean yeah, I <laughs> like she's so good in this role. Yeah, she's great in this role. She's great in this role, but she does look a bit Swizzy Kurtzish. Yeah, um, and like <laughs> then, but Mrs. Valentine. So, so she like sucks up to this guy while also being a bitch to Joey still because she's yeah. like Joey's just such a shining member of our wait staff. I don't know how we're gonna go without her. And I'm like, again, explain it to me like I'm five that this is supposed to be an insult, and like. That actually would, don't you think that would serve to help Joey? <laughs> right. Like this girl is not only writing essays that this man remembers, remembers and, you know, knocking like it out of the park. <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's like, Academically. Oh, you, oh, on top of that, you have a job in, you know, after school and that you're great you know, at. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. And then Joey's like, maybe Drew can work. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, it's just hard because obviously this is like classes bullshit where it's like she's the help. You're really going to let her go to your school. Mm -hmm. And then Joey kind of like she doubles down on it, too. It's like, oh, maybe Drew can be the help. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's hard. Like, it's hard because she's 16. And what the fuck are you supposed to say when you have like this woman being a cunt to you for no reason, you know, in front of the guy who's like going to help you get into the college you want to go to for no reason. Uh, But it it is hard the way like Joey's shame about her class, like makes her like kind of give like play the game and like further these narratives, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, So so we go to where. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we go to where Dawson is working on his gateway computer laptop because it's the year 2000. Uh, <laughs> and we're at like LFF, right? The Yeah, the fish house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's weird because like the office is now like the computer is like now in the middle of the restaurant. Well, it's his laptop, you know. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, he's on his laptop. Uh, but with the where's the wife? When well, he's writing. It's 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 a word document. Okay. He's writing okay. an essay. Okay. Okay. I mean, I hear okay. you. I, I'm hearing your points and they're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and we so he's have Wi Fi. Yeah. He closes his computer and he's like, I'm done. Finished. I'm finished. Like, you know, yeah. and like, I want to high five him. And he's like, I finished my last college application to USC film school. Oof. And then we see does this check out to you? Gail is hella pregnant. So pregnant. What's this timeline? <laughs> Look, I am not a great person to ask about when people start showing. I am not your friend that asks that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But she like she's like two months pregnant. Yeah. Right? I, I agree with you. And I feel like that's too soon to start showing in the way that Gail is showing. It's um, like she's like <laughs> looking at her second trimester, mm, which would she's be. She's big. She's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gretchen, okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. So they're and they're decorating for the holidays at at Leary's Fresh Fish, and Gretchen comes up and is like, "Oh, I'm so excited! It's time for the the Leary holiday party. Like, 
so stoked on famous this. Leary holiday party. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, oh, huh. Never heard about it. Never seen it for a while. Never heard about this. Never. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm glad we got someone from the past here. (laughs) (laughs) And Mitch and Gail are like real awkward. And they're like, well, you know, we like, we haven't really, it's been a little while since we've done that. And like, yeah. Dawson's like, Dawson's (laughs) kind of like, yeah, yeah. They've had an up and down roller coaster of a past couple of years. So they don't really do that shit anymore. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and, and we're back together like, now, but the baby's on the way. We have the restaurant. Like, it's too much. So, yeah. Yeah. And then Gretchen's like, well, <laughs> I'll plan it. You don't have what? to do anything. <laughs> what? And then Mitch and Killer are like, oh, my God, what a great idea. She's How like, wonderful. I'll call people and invite them. I'll cater it. I'll decorate and everything. Which, like, okay, fine. You can. And it, she's going to do it on Saturday. You can throw mm-hmm. together. I could throw together a party in that amount of you time. You can, but yeah. a holiday, a holiday party, you have to send out that invite in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And you know, she's like, as soon as Mitch and Gail walk away, she looks at Dawson and is like, "Okay, come on, we have tons of work to do." And like, I dig that. Make men work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I love that. She like Great. demands free labor of Dawson. Yeah, you know, wonderful. <laughs> and he tries to be like we, and it's like. I yeah. love it. I love like, it too. He definitely requests a lot of his friends, you know. Mm. And so then we go to Jen's room where she's knitting, and like <laughs> I feel like I really need to point out that this was like the beginning of the shift into third wave feminism, where like traditionally female things like knitting were not quote setting the women's movement back anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's a white feminist framing of it. But like, this was a very like white feminist activity. Like there were definitely stitch and bitch clubs in our freshman year. Um, And like, that was like a big thing. That was like, totally, totally. (laughs) You know, these punk rock girls, women with purple hair, like knitting was like a big thing. And I'm totally into it. If you knit great, but like this kind of like, I feel like there was this thing that kind of happened in the late nineties, early aughts that like it all came back. Still like doing like performative gender things. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And having thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, Grams and Jack walk in and Grams is still ignoring Jen. Yeah. Well, Jack says will and Jen says, or Jack says, Jen says will and Jack says grace. Yeah. Because of course, will and grace was like, two years old I think at this point and so it was like very popular um also I just want to (laughs) say luckily so like you know the gay best friend was the big trend at this Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. but this week in 2000 was when queer as folk aired for the first time so Mm -hmm. oh really we were moving forward yeah but yeah Grams is not talking to Jen still about the ecstasy issue about the possession the right of two pills of ecstasy, of ecstasy that she didn't do. That she did not take. That she didn't buy. <laughs> that she didn't procure, procure on her own. Yeah. It, is that right? I, I'm not sure if I was remembering it right. <laughs> yeah, you were remembering it correctly. So she's been ignoring her for like the whole time. Essentially, Months, six Gail weeks? has been pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jen's like... So Graham's like leaves and then Jen's like, get me out of here. Like, let's go see a movie. And yeah, like, that's kind of like, what's that about? And Jen admits like, yeah, she hasn't talked to me this whole time. Yeah. 
She's like wild, living in an emotional (laughs) manipulation zone. (laughs) Jack's like, oh yeah, we got to celebrate me finishing my college applications. Like, you know, I finished them today. And Jen then like gets this nervous look and is like, oh, congrats. And then is like the subject. I want to see that gay movie with Dean Cain that everyone's calling Saint Homo's Fire, which is P.S. The Broken Hearts Club. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which Kersmith is in, by the way. And And T wrote wrote and directed. Also, the only thing that matters is that Billy Porter is in it and is fabulous and definitely it's it's worth it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. So so then Jack's like, Oh, did you finish your applications? And Jen's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pretty much. Pretty much. I just like have to write the essays. So which is like yeah, that's like, all there I'm is. Done. And he's like, what do you have left? And she's like, just the essay part. It's like that's <laughs> literally the only part you have to do. Yeah. The rest of it's just like your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, Jack and then we find out that yeah. Miss Watson, the college advisor, is like a total Cape Side educator and yeah. just spills the beans about other students. To um, other, I, yeah, I don't think that's legal. No. So apparently, Miss Watson has been like, "Oh, I haven't like told Jack that she hasn't received anything from Jen," and so is like, you know, I haven't received anything. Can you like talk to her or something like that? Like, uh, yeah, there. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. It, it just doesn't make sense that this is happening but okay and you know jack's being a good friend and he's trying to push her to finish the Mm -hmm. applications and jen's like things are fine it's it's i got this totally fine you know what like i don't really want to hang out anymore i don't think i really want to go to a movie yeah can we just catch up later i'm like oh yeah oh and then jack leaves is like okay bye and then jen turns up her music which is supposed to be in a dirt bag by weedus Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Isn't that amazing? That's so funny. It's, so it's supposed to have um, been playing through that whole scene, by the way. Okay. That's but, so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Jack then goes down to the kitchen to talk to Grams, uh-huh. and she gives him a cookie. <laughs> I guess she she's does. making, like, Christmas cookies. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. And he, like thinks that they're just part of their old like he kind of slips back into their like family dynamic yeah yeah yeah. and he's like he's like i don't know i think you should talk to jen like about yeah i don't think she's like she hasn't filled out her college applications right right i think we need to help her and And grams like bootstrap she's a big girl she can make her own choices like grams is just like you know i tried to help and she doesn't like want or appreciate my help and you know like what did I, she try to help with what i mean honestly. not believing her taking drew's word <laughs> and not even asking for jen's word like honestly the last time we saw them interact like not listening to jen or andy mm, about what happened mm-hmm. and then like you know grams grams is just like you know if jen wants to drag her feet like she's on her own i'm not gonna help okay fuck that <laughs> wild wild i'm gonna have more to say in a, next, yeah, in yeah. a subsequent scene but whew. um so we go to mr brooks who's like eating at leary's fresh fish yeah <laughs> which seems okay. which seems out of character yeah. Yeah, yeah um and dawson like comes up and is like have you seen any good movies lately <laughs> 
And Mr. Brooks is like, I saw a Star Wars a while ago, but that's... Dawson is just like so funny. He's like, Star Wars? Oh my God, that first yeah. that movie came out in 1977. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shut up. It's so funny. <laughs> I felt like in this scene, I like felt like what Jay and Tim have been saying. I was like, this is personifies what they've yeah. been saying about yeah. Asperger's because Dawson's just like, oh my God, let me just talk about you all this. And like, Mr. Brooks is not feeling it. And Dawson's just like kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down on it, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I as I've said, I, I think that there's a great argument for that theory. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Dawson's like, wait, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I saw, I saw this great film last night, and he like then gives her the name. He's like, it's called Turn Away My Sweet, and Brooks is like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and And Dawson like like, starts to like heap praise like I loved it this is amazing you know and like you know not reading Mr. Brooks's cues Mr. Brooks is like clearly uncomfortable about it Mm -hmm. this conversation I will I do just want to note he compares him to Cameron Crowe but (laughs) this is pre almost famous being released so um so he's just fast it's like Jerry Maguire say anything in fast times yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the ones. I was huh. like, "Woo, what a time!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, and Dawson just like nerds out to Mr. Brooks, like he's just yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Like, and just like it was so good, and like here's all the things I loved about it. And Mr. Brooks, who I relate to a lot, <laughs> and this is like, I'm very uncomfortable that you now have respect for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> Woo! Never felt closer to Mr. Brooks. <laughs> same girl same (laughs) and like Dawson was like I have to ask you like how did you get that performance out of the romantic leads like it was incredible Mm. like Mm. you know how did you do that and Mr. Brooks is like I don't work for free either he just shuts down he goes so cold yeah he's just like "Mm, now get the fuck out of my face child yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we're like (sighs) okay (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of par for the course with brooks but like yeah it checks out you know yeah. and also like he's already said to dawson like i'm uncomfortable get away from me i'm eating dinner like what <laughs> yeah, are you doing i don't want to talk um, we already know he doesn't like to talk while he's eating dinner yeah we already know he doesn't like dawson so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so then we go to this store where joey and and is trying on dresses with gretchen and like these yeah. sister-in-laws i am into it Okay. Yeah, like I totally like it, but it's just a disappointment that like it can't be <laughs> Jen, Jen or it yeah. couldn't be Andy. You know, I, I'm, like I'm with you. It's hard. Like I like that she's like you know building this rapport with another woman, but like yes, it it just is like why couldn't have been the characters we've already like established a relationship with over the totally. past however many years. Um, but yeah, it's super sweet. Joey's like uncomfortable in a dress still. And, um, you know, Gretchen's hella positive and she's like, you look mm-hmm. amazing. You know, you're going to kill it on Saturday. Yeah. And Joey feels bad to drag Pacey to the party. And Which she I love a bucket hat. I Joey stays true to herself and tries on an ugly bucket hat. She's like, will this go in this fancy dress? <laughs> no, the answer is no. no. Doesn't, Doesn't it? go with anything, girl. It doesn't down. look good on you. Why is that your look? 
<sighs> and so then, you know, she's like, she's very like, I don't want Pacey to feel out of place. Like, I get that he's like, this is not his thing. And I do love that she's concerned about this. But also, I'm like, seems like a conversation you should be having with Pacey. Honestly, I, I don't feel like she's actually concerned about Pacey. I feel like she's like putting her concerns on him. Huh. That's interesting. I did feel like she was concerned about Pacey, but that's interesting. Yeah. Like, because she's like, I, she won't fit in. She has all these concerns about yeah. it. And like, w- like, why would Pacey care? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, we don't really see him like right. being uninterested in participating in her goals of going to college. But I think it's more like, I guess the way I, that's, I mean, I think that's a good point. The way I read it was more like her thinking or feeling like, I know that he has like anxiety or not anxiety, but like just feels kind of down about the fact that he's not going to college. Um, You know, he's probably not going and he's definitely not going to a college like this. And like, I don't want to put him in the position where he has to kind of like be in this room with all of these people in this like place that he's like not going to, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and feels, and he feels like shame about that. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but like Gretchen's kind of like, look, Joey. Yeah, because Gretchen's like, no, she knows her brother. She's like, yeah. he loves you. He's in for this partnership, which is why, like, like I feel like she, that's not authentic of her of what Pacey would feel about that situation. Hmm. Um, yeah. and that Joey's actually really concerned, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, because Gretchen's like, yeah, like he's in, he's in it. You're in a relationship. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to do shit you don't want to do. Yeah. Like, you know, like you totally. got to network, you got to do this shit. It's a partnership, you know? And then Gretchen's like, you're going to miss a real great party at the Leary's though. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I talked to Mitch and Gail into letting me throw the Leary holiday party. And Joey kind of, like, has this memory of, like, those always put me in this, like, great holiday mood, even though Dawson and I would, like, sneak off and just, like, watch movies in his room. And Gretchen then says, like, oh, yeah, Dawson's the kind of guy that makes a rented movie feel like an event. And Joey's like, oh, I know what you mean, which is, like, a weird little moment. (laughs) It's very bizarre because of what happened at the rave too where they kind of have this weird like joey being territorial about dawson and like they're kind of trying to like one-up each other about how long they've known dawson or like how many Mm -hmm. experiences they've had with dawson Mm -hmm. and like joey like she is used to being like far ahead of everyone in terms mm-hmm. of how long she's known Dawson. And it's hard to compete with Gretchen because they've <laughs> known each other the same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, to be honest at this point, Gretchen might know Dawson as he is now better than Joey does. Agreed. Yeah. Um. So we go to the guidance counselor's office where the, or the college counselor's office where she's, she's telling Dawson, like, well, you didn't actually answer this question about why you want to be a filmmaker. And like, you're applying to USC. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, this essay isn't good enough. And like, why do you want to be a filmmaker? And Dawson, it just like reminds me of that film festival, Nikki Green. Uh-huh, He's like, uh-huh. it's a difficult question. Like when he was like, <laughs> how can I describe my movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> and like, she's just like, well, this isn't good enough. So go rewrite it. 
Yeah. Well, sorry. You're going to have to answer the question, the prompt. <laughs> yeah. Like you're trying, you're applying to USC film school. It's like probably the number one, if not the, in the top three film schools in the country. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, even if it wasn't, you still have to answer the prompt. Like totally. They're judging you on that. Like you're just another essay. I know that they're acting in the show that like someone reads an essay and then remembers it and the name and then <laughs> can like recall it. And yeah. that doesn't happen. No, it does not. It does not. <laughs> so at school, we see Paisley and Joey walking and Joey's like, you have to come like and and I just need to take a second at this point. Just note that like Pacey's in cargo pants and they're um camo right they're yeah camo cargo pants yeah sorry and joe she's wearing this like fuzzy yellow sweater that looks (laughs) very soft but is not great (laughs) (laughs) and as they're in these outfits a piece he's like trying to get out of going with joey to this event he's like yeah I mean, are we even going to have a good time? And like, she's really honest and is like, probably not. It's no. probably going to be awful. Be miserable. Like, like, can't, we just go to, can't we just go to Mitch and Gail's, you know? And she <laughs> then she just is kind of like, look, this party is important to me because it's going to help me get into college. And like, I need you to go. And yeah. so that's He's that. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fair trade. It's a fair trade. <laughs> and then she drops this bomb that doesn't make any sense. She's like, I mean, it's like when I go to Sunday dinners with your parents. Aaron, this is what what relationship is this? I don't know. This, this doesn't feel, make any sense. That's like when your parents live nearby and you're like married or seriously dating someone. <laughs> Like, well, why is she going to that. those? They are they are seriously dating. I know, but like as an adult. I don't think like, it's that. I'm like, are you kidding me? You think that this Witter family does shit like that? Oh, yeah. That too. That too. Oh, I was more like, that seems way more adult than high school. I feel like well, anyone. It's relationship. And you could imagine that like, yeah, like. I yeah, guess I guess I didn't have any serious relationships in high school. I could uh-huh. not imagine inviting anyone to my parents I mean I wouldn't do that but like my family wasn't really like that but like you can imagine that the Witter family would be like you could have a serious relation like then and a serious relationship could occur in high school you know sure sure yeah yeah I, I yeah true I mean yeah my family didn't eat together like that but on a Sunday, mm. like we didn't have like a fucking Sunday dinner. We ate in front of the TV, like Americans. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, on Sunday, my dad would barbecue and we'd watch 60 Minutes. So we definitely had that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. my mom and uh, I used to go out to dinner on night. Wednesday nights mm. because my dad came home from his farm on Wednesday nights or on Thursdays. Mm. So Got like it. on Wednesday nights, we went out to dinner. That was it. Um, so then we go to Graham's house where like Jen's parents' Christmas gifts have arrived. And Jen's basically like, I want it's none so of this shit. Fucking because then you're reminded that Jen doesn't even see her parents ever. Like we ever. know this in the back of our head. But when you're confronted with it, you're like, oh, yeah, since th- the moment her parents found her being raped by a man in their bed, they've her, her dad's never seen her and her mom's seen her one time. Mm. Yep. And so okay. Jen's 
<laughs> and Jen's like, I already know what these things are. Like, she like points to the boxes and is like, that's a sweater from Barney's. That's a jewelry. That's some like floozy that he was dating probably threw back in his face. And like, now he just yeah. needs to get rid of it. Like, and I don't want this. And the sweater was bought by like the maid or whatever. Yeah, or <laughs> My the, mom's the just secretary take it out. or the maid. Yeah, like yeah. whatever. And Graham's then <laughs> goes Fuck on a... This bitch. <laughs> is awful goes on this like really bad rant about like what a self-involved brat jen is yeah she's like you're so spoiled um so you're telling me that these people that don't talk to her ever and are trying to like give her a sweater and a piece of jewelry and that she has feelings about the fact that they are so traumatic and just like disappeared on her yeah. She's not allowed to have feelings on that. And then on top of that, you've been being emotionally manipulative to her. <laughs> right. and you haven't even talked her. to her. Yeah. <laughs> For months now. And you I have mean, the gall to be surprised that she's acting out in seeking attention. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a wild. This is a wild it's speech. Stunning. It's it's stunning. Like, yeah. Okay. And then Grams is like, you should go like write some essays for your college applications. And then Jen says this line, which I think is the most illuminating line. She says, Yeah, yeah. so you can ship me off to the next place. And yeah. I guess here's my thing, Aaron. Why is there not one grown adult on this show that sees what is so fucking clear? It's like she should have a neon sign above her that like Jen has major separation anxiety. I know. And abandonment issues. I know. It's so <laughs> fucking dark. I do. N- I'm not a therapist. I don't have a degree in therapy. I, I've gone to a therapist for three years and I can tell you <laughs> That that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, like, and it, and it just would be a natural response to what has happened to her. Her parents abandoning Obviously. her when they caught her being raped, like in their house, you know, um, and like never like seeing her or like you know participating in her life again. Like, yeah. uh, that is so much that tracks. trauma. That tracks. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucked up. And of course, yeah. she's like, so she always responds with like okay so what now you're gonna kick me out and just like that is so fucking sad that she has no security you know and like it's so dark and she then like kind of calls her out grams out she's like you've i'm not listening to whatever shit you're putting at me i'm (laughs) fuck off you've ignored me since i've disappointed you yeah that's all that happened here i disappointed you and now you're ignoring me yeah whew um, so we go to Gretchen's where, or Dawson's, I'm sorry, where Gretchen is giving him essay advice for his yeah. college essay. And she, and then she like says that like, he just needs to tell them the truth, which is that he just wants to go to film school so that he can get a spot high enough on the premiere list to allow him to bag one of the girls on the WB, which cannot tell you how much I hate that line. I get that it's like I a little know. wink, like <laughs> I'm one of the girls on the WB, but get the fuck out of here with yeah. that shit. Whew. Yeah. Or let's see how that tracks. Mm. And <laughs> and so Gretchen then like gets Dawson to help hang the mistletoe, which is like the check well, does gun say to her of this episode. He's like he says to her, like, oh, you're such a witter. Oh yeah, he does. He's yeah. like, Yeah, that's such a pacey thing to say. Yeah, so we get the mistletoe Chekhov's gun. 
of this episode and Dawson and Gretchen suggests that Dawson asked Mr. Brooks like about the essay. For help. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and then Dawson's like, I don't know. And so he tries to change the subject and he's like, what is the point of what we're doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because he is so into nostalgia, but yeah. like, you can see how he's like kind of lost his way or like lost a little bit. Yeah, of he's he like, Why are we doing mistletoe? It's weird. Yeah. And she's like, it's tradition. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. So we go then just a real short scene on the dock in front of Graham's and Dawson's houses and Jen and Graham's like discuss the fact that Jen hasn't done her college applications and like, what are we going to do about it? And then Graham's is like, yeah. I've got an idea. <laughs> it's very like, yeah. Like we're like, I guess supposed to think that Graham's has been shook by Jen, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we go to Mr. Brooks's house where we get this like jazzy Christmas song. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, is Mr. Brooks listening to Christmas music? Cause that seems out of character. To me. So weird. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson like knocks on the door and no one answers. So he just like walks in and keeps yeah. being like, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks. And then rightfully Mr. Brooks is like scared. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? and he's like i want you know dawson's like i want to talk to you and then mr brooks is like if you ask if i slept with marilyn monroe i will kill you which i loved (laughs) and then dawson's kind of like stunned and like did you (laughs) (laughs) sir yeah so dawson like he wants he asked mr brooks for advice yeah and he's like, I wanted to talk to you. I want some advice. And Mr. Brooks like is like, okay. And he agrees. And they like sit down in the living room. And um, Dawson's like, look, I just can't really answer the question because I'm having a hard time putting into words like why I want to be a filmmaker. Right. And like, you know, Brooks is like, he's like, you know, but I stopped making movies. And like, you also stopped making movies. And so like, I wanted to know why you wanted to, why you stopped. (laughs) Mr. Brooks quite rightfully is like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I'm not following your logic, Dawson. This is what you wanted to talk about. Like, what? (laughs) Like, how are you going to answer this question by knowing, like figuring out what made you stop and what made him stop? Like, what does he have to do with any of it? (laughs) So fucking bizarre. And so Dawson like admits that he was having a crisis of faith. Hmm. And Brooks is like, well, you're but a little. Like, okay. Are we, what are we supposed to think? We're supposed to think that the crisis of faith was Joey. Because if I'm remembering the timeline, right. <laughs> it was uh, his uh, ripoff documentary being poorly received. And um, Nikki, a black woman's movie being well received. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So my thing is like, I, I agree that I, I, I too remember that timeline. And there's this part of me that thinks that like, this whole episode seems to not remember that like, before Joey and Pacey happened, Dawson was already in the midst of this crisis. Yeah. I totally agree. And that sucks. It's a disservice to Dawson and yeah. like the journey that he went on last season and the journey he's continuing to go on this season. And like, it's also a disservice to the audience to just be like, this whole storyline is going to be about how hard this was for Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Cause Brooks is like, you know, you're a little young to have a crisis of faith. And then like, and then he kind of gives Dawson shit about like, 
you know, like you're 17. Seriously, like you're yeah, having a like, crisis what are of you, faith. Like 15, like calm down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Dawson gets like Dawson's super like, huffy. I'm 17. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I guess it's my mistake for equating talent with wisdom and kindness. And I'm like, Dawson, I hate to break it, it to is. you, but Hollywood is going to chew you up and spit you the yeah. fuck out if you think that talent yeah. and kindness and wisdom all go hand in hand. <laughs> I know. I was like, woo, Dawson, that's Dawson. on you, man. Yeah. Woo. Ooh, you're going to meet one of your idols and they're going to be absolute trash and you're going to go into a spiral. Listen, we both live in LA. We've been there. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Gosh. I'm yeah. not going to ruin anyone's childhoods, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so he like leaves in a huff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we go over to the yeah. yacht club and Pacey and Joey are like walking down the stairs and Pacey's like asked Joey like are you okay yeah it's really sweet yeah and he's, he's like we we can turn around if you yeah. want <laughs> we, can, we can make a run for it yeah <laughs> she's and, like that sounds like a good idea you know they're really cute yeah, yeah and he's yeah. also giving her the, oper- the space to be like if you don't want to do this just tell me and we'll leave no questions asked yeah totally and like joey's then joey sees him like looks at him and is like oh why are you smiling and pacey says um i'm the only guy who gets to walk in with audrey hepburn on my arm which is like i know it's meant to be sweet but it's that's a weird line is it not i totally agree <laughs> because like yeah, like I don't know if we are ever heard like Audrey Hepburn and Joey compared, you know, and like it just like didn't that part didn't need to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. You can just say like I'm the most beautiful woman in the room or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> but it puts but her at ease, which was the point. So I <laughs> yeah. guess like okay, <laughs> good job, face. And then we we go over to the Learys and we see folks kind of walking in and like Jen yeah, comes Jen, in and she's Jen. like touching Gail's belly and it's cute and like yeah. And then Gretchen's like looking for someone, like kind of all over. So we we're kind of following Gretchen as she looks yeah. for someone. And then we go up to Dawson's room where of course Gretchen that's who she's been looking for. Yeah. And and then as classic Witter, she also asks Dawson if he's okay. She does. And then she's like, "Come try my eggnog," which is mm-hmm. that. A euphemism is my question of the episode. <laughs> I didn't say what it was a euphemism oh. for. <laughs> but it felt oh. like the the times eggnog got brought up felt like we were talking about something else altogether. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> Email us, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. What does eggnog mean in this episode? <laughs> Also, I love eggnog. I'm a big fan. Um, nice. So she's like, she can kind of tell that he's melancholy and like, you yeah. know, Dawson's like, you know, I'm just thinking about what you said the other night. Like, what happened to me? I like, yeah. don't know. You know, and I'm applying to like the best film school in the country and I don't know if I want to go. Yeah. And like, this is what I mean. This story is super compelling. I totally. don't think they ever really get into it with Dawson. And that's so disappointing. Like they yeah. tried in season three and like the parts, you know, when he bounced off Nikki about that, like that identity crisis is so real and authentic yeah. and like super compelling. And then yeah. when they take him off of this journey and be like, no, no, everything in your life is about like how Pacey quote stole Joey from you. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Like, you know, it, it makes him less of a authentic person. Yeah. It does Dawson dirty. I mean, like, you know, yeah. it, uh, 
Because I think our problem with Dawson, uh, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for you. But my problem with Dawson is like, not that he's not a compelling character. I think that he is. It's that like, they don't do anything compelling with him. Yeah. They always opt for the easiest, most obvious storylines. And like, my thing is like, sure, you know, his heartbreak over Joey is fucking real. And like, I have sympathy for that. But also like, he was having a crisis of faith or a crisis of conscience before that. And like, yeah. and, and I can see that the the situation exacerbated it or, or, you know, or distracted him <laughs> from dealing with it, you know, yeah. because we saw him be like, I realized like all this whole time it was my friends. This is what like is mm-hmm. the most important thing to me. It, and yeah. then he then became totally distracted by that when he thought he was losing Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now And like, so he didn't address the issue. Like we see him do no self-reflection. Like, why Mm -hmm. am I like this? And it's like, well, kind of at this point, you've had those posters off of your wall now for like almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what are you doing on your own to like come up with your, like, how are you navigating this on your own? Right. You know, and like, that is a problem I have with him is that he relies on, on Joey or now Gretchen to Gretchen. kind of like to see him or tell him guide what him. he's thinking and guide yeah. him instead of like doing a lot of the work on his own. And mm-hmm. like, yes, they're young. So like, of course he's not going to be able to do that exclusively <laughs> yeah. on his own, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. see him do it an ounce on it. I don't see him do it on his own at all. You know? Yeah. yeah I agree. And like, you know, Gretchen he's sitting there like, what happened to me? And you're like, it's been a year. What do you think happened? <laughs> yeah, like, why have you I, not I thought know, about this like, at all? You need to participate in this conversation to yeah. like, you know, arrive at a conclusion. Like, yeah, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Don't ask me that. Ask yourself that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then Gretchen like has this whole metaphor, which I get, but also is a wild metaphor where she's I hated like, it. I hated it. I, I mean, like, oh my it, I understand it, but it's like, uh, it's boring. So she says like, you sound like someone who just broke up with the girl he, that he wishes he hadn't he broken up with. Like that, like, so you can't stop talking about this girl, but you keep saying how happy you are. You broke up, even though you can't stop talking about her and thinking of her. And, like, basically what you need to do in order to, like, impress people at USC film school is show them this big heart of yours and, like, they're going to love you. You know, like, like, yeah, but she broke my heart. Meaning film, but also maybe meaning Joey. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, because she's, yeah. I'm so, I'm just so tired of it. I'm so tired of that narrative. Yeah, because it's like furthers that idea of like Joey's my muse, like yeah. she, you know, and it, it's just like this is a common She's thing not. that we see in Hollywood and with like you know male artists is that mm. they're like succubus with women, <laughs> and they're like I can't do anything without her, and you're just like oh, it's so well then you're not a good artist, yeah, then yeah. you're not an artist. That's it. Yeah. I know, <laughs> so gross, you know, and it it's hard to see this like kind of changing of the 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 narrative of what happened to like why he's in this creative rut and Mm. if they are if the reality is that he's in a creative rut because joey broke his heart then like and that's why he's no longer a filmmaker like i also have problems with that because it means that he's only can do creative projects when it's rewriting what happened between him and joey or like trying to like you know change the the narrative and story about joey's life 
but the problem the problem with that argument i mean i i hear the argument you're making i think you're right but like the problem is is that his first movie the one that he won the boston film festival with had nothing to do with joey it was a horror movie it wasn't about her it was like about subverting because then it was supposed to be like about her and then jen comes in and he like you know no totally no i'm with you but like it wasn't about joey i mean you know like it doesn't have to be exclusively joey that like you know i mean i i I agree that i have a problem with like men having women as muse kind of thing (sighs) i feel like that's a really uh boring narrative um and and it's also a way that white men steal the labor of women (laughs) if she's your muse and you can't work without her then like are you the artist here? Are you the one doing all the work? You know, like, Oh, totally. There's a great, I read a great article in the New Yorker, I think um, a long time ago about the book under the volcano um, and how much uh, Malcolm Lowry's wife wrote of that book. And I was like, Mm -hmm. (sighs) anyway, um, that's not the topic, but sorry, it just made me think of it. Um, So, (laughs) So anyway, so we go back then to the yacht club and Joey is in hell. Like this is yeah. her hell. And because she's <laughs> like, talking to this girl. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's just really sad. She's talking to this girl who's like stressing her class rank. Like she's like, oh my God, I can't believe I got third in my class rank. Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. And Joey's and, like, like, the thing is like, this is the type of people Joey wants to make community with. So like, I kind of am like, that's what you get, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. That's fair. Like, uh, yeah, although I think like, it's more complicated like- than that. Wait, I think it's more complicated than that. Cause I think like, there's this way in which Joey has been painted as this like low ca- class, girl for so long and she thinks like this is the way out of that and like i think it's hard to see that this is like this is fucking utter bullshit like but she's the same where she's like i'm fourth like she feels insecure about that and she cares about her class too you know so like i mean i agree that she sees it as her way out but like she sees her way out as making community with assholes like this. Like she hates Miss Valentine. She thinks that they're assholes, but she still aspires to make community with them. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. know. Like, you know, we're West coast. Our experience is totally different. So I'm just like, (laughs) you don't have to live like this. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, girl, yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't make sense why there's this like dinner that you're going to like, people just go to Berkeley without going to a dinner. (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true um yeah uc santa cruz did not invite us to a dinner (laughs) not that it's in this you know (laughs) um so the girl then like calls the waiter over who of course is drew yeah she's Um, like "Ooh, there's a hottie over there yeah so yeah the girl's like i'm third i'm so humiliated like i can't believe this like it's rock bottom and she's like joey what are you and joey's like "Ooh, fourth and the girl kind of feels bad like "Ooh, okay let me get another drink look at that hottie and she like throws her drink like her full drink like in the plant (laughs) he's like over here and joey's just like fuck fuck and it's like joey you told you suggested drew works tonight like i know what's gonna happen obviously he's gonna torture you and drew then tells the girl that like joey works there yeah and like the girl's like oh i've gotta go (laughs) and like so fucking weird it's fucked 
Yeah. So it's like Joey's the help and the girl just like scrams and it's like yeah. fucking dark because yeah. like in this situation also like you're not networking with the other students. You're networking no. with the faculty and like in the narrative of the the show wants us to believe that like Joey being the help is like going to not help her get to Worthington. <laughs> then like that would help this girl who's th- third rank. She's like, Oh, she's third rank and she's the help. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. This part doesn't make sense, but no, it's wild. I mean, it makes sense in terms of like what th- they think happens in these situations. <laughs> yeah. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> the writers say, but yeah. Mm. So we go to the Learys where Jen's outside on the porch and the guidance counselor, I, at first I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And then I remembered that Mitch worked at the school and I was like, okay, okay. Like, like Gretchen did the invite list. Uh, yeah. She's like, I'll call everyone. So she apparently knows this woman. Okay. I mean, I hear you. I bet that I like in my head, my head canon about it is yes. that Mitch and Gail were like, oh, we have some people we want to, you know. Yeah, invite. or Mitch was just at school on Friday and was yeah. like, oh, hey, come. Come to the thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's welcome to come. <laughs> yeah. So like she congrats, the guidance counselor congratulates Jen on finishing her applications and is like, oh my God, your essays were wonderful. And Jen's like, Meh? what? <laughs> <laughs> okay so. um yeah so we go back over the yacht club yeah. and joey's like sitting at the table with the guy she met with miss valentine earlier yeah. and she's super like you can tell that woman that girl like shook her yeah of, like her deeply. only being four and that like being the help was gonna like you know derail her plans of going yeah. to worthington yeah and like so she's like not her really best. talking yeah He's not really good at small talk anyway. So yeah, that's know. true. That's true. And you know, the guy's like, Oh, you know, you've been quiet. Like what's your, you know, like, you know, tell me about yourself. And she's like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just like your average teenage girl. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> okay. And the guy's like, Oh, you know, I, I remember in your essay, you said you it's have so like funny for someone who always talks or like, I don't think she does, but I know the narrative is she always talks about her mom being dead. Like yeah. this is the time that would be in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, like, just, hey, I, I helped my sister run a B&B, and I, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, like, if you say, like, my mom's dead, died of cancer, and then my dad's in prison for drugs, and, like, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, like, then the guy's, like, ooh, okay, wow. we got to get you in. We need you, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this guy asks, like, she's, like, oh, yeah, I remember you have a fondness for art. And then he asked her if she's been to the new Guggenheim and Joey's like, no, but I've always wanted to go to New York. Yeah. And Miss Valentine starts laughing. Laughs, like the whole yeah. table like starts giggling. <laughs> and then Drew's like, you know, the new ones in Bel- Bilbao, Spain. Yeah, Spain. And like, <sighs> there's this part of me that's like, you know what? Sometimes this show does get shit right. That like people yeah. are like, this is so uncomfortably classist. Like, why the fuck yeah. would Joey know that? You know what I mean? Like, and i i do love i mean i i let me don't get me wrong i find all of the joey stuff in this episode almost unbearable to watch like it's hard for me to even like look at the screen like thank god i had my notes so i didn't have to watch Holmes's face while i was like (laughs) like doing this but like i do love how this show there's these times where it shows this discomfort of jumping class like particularly when no one is there to like help you at all you know Although the Worthington guy is really nice to her and is yeah. like, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. You don't have to know that it's in Belbao. 
totally. And And it's it's, like, it is kind of hard because like on the one hand you would think she kind of knows because as we find out, Pacey knows like, you know, right about it. Like as someone who's interested in art and like, it's not like he's like, Oh, have you been to the Nasher? Like some like more smaller, like obscure one or something, you know, like something like that. Um, or like, yeah, like, but also like, it doesn't, he's like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know what it is. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Oh, I just wanted to talk, talk about how the building, like how amazing the building is. Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah and that's when pacey jumps in and is like it looks like a giant artichoke i don't really like it you know yeah. <laughs> and, like, and the, the table's kind of like how the fuck could this guy say, this white trash guy say that about this yeah. building that does look like a fucking artichoke yeah yeah it does <laughs> and like pacey's like you know the guy the worthington guy's like oh have you been there and he's like no but my brother's like big into architecture so like i've seen the books on his coffee table and like yeah. then the Worthington guy like laughs is like it kind of does look like an artichoke, doesn't it? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then Joey's like super uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't understand what you wanted Pacey to do. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I I think to me her discomfort moves from I don't know how like moves into a like I hate that I don't know how to act around these people and like look at how easy what an easy time Pacey has and like it's I don't know if I want to call it jealousy or envy but like it's more like god damn I'm really terrible at this it's like a self-loathing you know what I mean that's what I feel like her face has all written all over it but yeah I mean I mean I definitely agree with you but I'm also like what exactly did you want Pacey to do there with you Mm -hmm. like yeah, you know. that's a good question. Um, so before we go back to the party, we get to, to the Leary's party, we get this really nice version of Sue Medley's Oh Holy Night, mm. um, which I just want to say was my dad's favorite Christmas song because he could belt out the line, fall on your knees, which he would scream at the top of his lungs over and over again. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the only line from that song that he knew. No. So. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> Bill Callahan special. Um, so dawson like finds mr brooks outside the leary house and mr brooks like like, he didn't know there was a party he's like oh is there a party like oh shit and he kind of like mr brooks opens up to dawson and tells the story of of mr brooks going to la and like Mm -hmm. you know how he just like arrived by train and he was so excited and and mr brooks apologizes for snapping at dawson yeah, and he he gives Dawson Pauline Kale's book Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um, mm. and my note was I get that the bar is in the toilet, I get that, but the fact that Mister Brooks thinks a woman has the best view of cinema, like, <laughs> got me. I was like, good. I mean, to be fair, Pauline Kale is actually the best writer about film ever. <laughs> But uh-huh. like the fact that Brooks acknowledges it, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna give him a kernel of credit that like <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware that my bar is in the toilet, but he did pass totally. that bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And he so he apologizes Dawson. Yeah. He's like, look, it's just like a sensitive subject. Like, you yeah. know, when I was making that movie, the studio like Louis B. Mayer. Yeah. 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 yeah he asked me to cast like my best friend and my girlfriend 
as the lead characters. And while I was super stressed out making this movie, they fell in love. And after I was done with the movie, I took a train back to Cape side and never looked back. Yeah. So (laughs) again, when I say (laughs) that I'm so sick of this, so sick of this. I remember at the time being like, this is such an eye roll. Yeah. Because, like, first of all, the fact that, like, leaving aside Dawson and Joey and Pacey and that fucking nonsense, like, the fact that you would lose the person you love, and I get, I I understand that that is extremely painful, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, like, just, like, get on a train and leave and never come back to filmmaking, like, that's wild. I completely agree. <laughs> it's so bizarre, you know. And like, how is and that like, not a failure I know the story? The narrative is kind of, yeah, like the narrative is kind of like, okay, if Dawson doesn't kind of get over this, like he could end up like Mr. Brooks. But mm. I just don't think that the Mr. Brooks story is authentic. So, like, the way 100%. in which to have this story arc for Dawson, like, it just, like, why do they have to? have it be like this you know and on the other hand it's kind of like well see dawson your story happens to hella people yeah totally it's not unique to you totally it happens like yeah so you know brooks then is like okay dawson like why do you love to make pictures he calls them pictures not movies yeah and dawson's like what they do in la yeah apparently (laughs) yeah yeah and Dawson's like how do you explain why you love things like I don't know you know I don't know how to explain it and then Brooks is like god help you kid yeah and goes into yeah Dawson's like you can't explain the things you love and you're just like I Uh, like I can't with that I just really can't you know especially since he's like I'm a writer to you (laughs) I'm a writer like I'm a creative and you're like I don't this does like these two things don't Equal, like they don't work. They don't <laughs> I work. don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, oh my god, come on. So we go to the back to the Worthington thing, and like everyone's basically gone, but Pacey is like doing stand up jokes to this I know. like Worthington. Guy. About, like a ra- rabbi walking into a bar. We just hear the end of it. And the, <laughs> the Worthington dude is like. he's drunk he's just drunk he's laughing his ass off and um joey's uncomfortable as shit still joey you get the idea she said zero words this whole time you (laughs) know and the dude wonders why pacey hasn't applied to worthington and then joey is not great (laughs) she's very mean about this yeah pacey's just like Oh, you know, my family are leftists, and so it's Yale or nothing. Okay, wait, is that a thing? I don't know. I was, I, I didn't know what, exactly what that meant. Yeah, like what, I mean, is Yale left, a leftist like, university? Well, That's not how I think of it. Left meant in this conversation. <laughs> so, like, because obviously, I'm like, I don't think of people like the Bush family went to Yale, so yeah. like, I don't think of being leftist. <laughs> not you know? leftist. So that's why I'm like, maybe left means like. I don't know. Like geographically? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that seemed I was like what is happening? Um but Joey's like, "Yeah, Pacey, why haven't you applied?" Like she just like Yeah. Digs it's so into fucked him. 
Well, and my thing is, it, it is fucked up. It is very fucked up. Because, like, my thing is, like, Joey knows that this is, like, an insecurity of Pacey's. That he is, like, particularly in regards to their relationship, right? Like, that he is yeah. not going, not only not going to a college like this, he's probably, probably not going to going college. To college at all. Yeah. And it's just, like, it doesn't make sense for someone like her who's, like, working her ass off to get into Worthington. She's like, yeah. why haven't you applied? And it's like, because he's not getting in. So that's why. Like, I don't under Like, yeah. who the fuck says this? I was like, you bitch. Like, why are you doing yeah. this? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. What's well, that thing that, like, what happens to Joey when she's, like, when someone, like, pokes at her, like, festering wounds is that she just, like, fucking you know lashes out and like she does it even to pacey apparently which is i had hoped that they were past that kind of shit but apparently not it's so fucked up and so when she says when he says he's he's it's yale or nothing she's like um can i talk to you and he's like yeah sure and she's like outside yeah and she like drags him out there and then okay okay we jump cut are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. She starts yelling at him yeah. for lying. Yeah. Josephine fucking Potter. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm fu- you're like the biggest liar on the whole show. Yeah, yeah. She lies I'm constantly. She's always lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, my note was you should be one to talk about lying to people, Joe. <laughs> I can't believe you lied. And like, <laughs> I, I just don't think that he lied. I like, yes, he's like, oh, like he made a joke or whatever. But like, also, who cares? He essentially was like, it's Yale or nothing, which is kind of the truth. Like if he got into Yale, he'd go there. But <laughs> otherwise, he's not going to college. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but like, so then the Worthington guy comes out and is like, Pacey, like I need I want you to meet the dean and like tell him the joke you told me. And like. I get I get where Joey is coming from in that it seems like these Worthington people like Pacey more than they like her. Right. And she's the one that actually wants to go there. Right. And like that hurts, particularly when you have zero self-confidence, confidence yeah. like Joey has yeah, yeah. zero self-confidence. But also you don't need to lash out at your boyfriend who's like here doing you a favor. And building you up. Like, he yeah. walked into the room and he, like, he, you know, gassed you up. Like, yeah. I get to walk in with Audrey Hepburn. Like, he's <laughs> Whatever that to- means, yeah. Yeah, okay. But you ate it up. So good for you, you yeah. know? So yeah. He's trying to, like, you know... B- you know, pump up your self-esteem and you're just a total bitch to him. And then you have the gall to say like, how could you lie? And it's like, why? Like, what are are you talking about? Also, why does it matter? None of these people are going to know that. It doesn't make any sense. Like no one knows that. Like, so what is he supposed to say? Oh, because I'm failing most of my classes because, um, she, she and I went on a boat for the summer. Like, is that what she would have (laughs) preferred? I don't know. (laughs) And so like, you know, he kind of looks at her as like this dude is like, come meet the dean. And you can tell he's kind of like, I don't want to leave you here. But like he she's just a bitch to him. So he's like, OK, OK, and he, <laughs> he walks off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're an asshole, Joey. Yeah. Agreed. Um, And we go to the Learys where Jack walks in and Jen's like, what the fuck did you do? Like she sees yeah. him immediately and comes to him and is like, what did you do? I told you to mind your business. Yeah. And then Grams yeah. comes and stands up for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, you know, 
abstract, you know, I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up for Jack, but the gall of this bitch yeah. to have emotionally <laughs> manipulated Jen for months. Yeah. And then to immediately have Jack's back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because Graham's is like, look, we did you a favor. And like, <laughs> Jen's like, I don't want to fucking go to college. So leave me alone. Yeah. Which is like, that's new. We haven't heard that from Jen before, but like, whatever. And then yeah. Graham's kind of like, is like, then, you do want to. Yeah. And then Graham's is like, look, I get it. I get it. Okay. She's not yeah. going to, I'm not going to apologize, but like, you made it <laughs> clear. I understand now that I'm being whack and I should have thought more about what's happening here. And yeah. you don't want to ask your parents for help. So you don't want to go to college because yeah. like, that means that you would have to ask your parents who have abandoned you and haven't talked to you for years to pay for you because they're probably still using you as a dependent. <laughs> mm. And Grams is basically like, you know, Jen's like, I'm not going to ask them. And Grams says, I won't let you. I'm not going to yeah. let you ask them. And she says, you know, you, no matter how upset I am at you, you can always come to me. And that feels very uh, no. untrue. No, <laughs> feels, that's not true. That no, feels no, like a she lie. She begged you to, Grams, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't Walked talk away. to her for months. Yeah, yeah. And just listen to Drew, that yeah. guy, Drew. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just to, and then she's like, you know, you're going to go to college no matter what I'm going to, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. And then like Jen and Grams are both, or Jack and Grams are like, Oh, we love you so much to Jen who like can't handle it, but they all hug. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's sweet. The ending it's is sweet, super but it's like, sweet. like, but like, yeah, like at the end they all hug and they're like, I love you. I love you too. And you're like, Oh my God. Yes. Jen, like she's yeah. starting to feel love again, but the emotional manipulation is really hard to watch, you know? And it's hard to like, not see Grams apologize for being like, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't talk to you for months because yeah. some dude gave you two pills of ecstasy and you didn't try them and your friend did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's kind of the same thing about Doug. Was it last week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where like the ending scene is like really sweet and great. And like, I hope I wish that Doug was like that all the time. I wish that Grams yeah. was like this all the time. But, like, the the sweet moment doesn't make up for the terrible behavior. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I mean, it's, like, obviously at the time when we watched this and Doug, you know, mm. you're like, oh, okay, oh. And it's just, like, reinforcing to young teenage girls, like, emo emotional manipulation. Just, like, give it a pass if they, like, say one nice thing to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yeah. So we go back to outside the yacht club where Joey is like full on Sobbing. crying. She's like having a breakdown. Yeah. And the Worthington guy comes up and I just got to say, I hate crying in front of anyone, but particularly people this I don't know. This would be know. humiliating. And I, I was, like you're supposed to like impress this guy. You didn't at all. And then he sees you like sobbing. sobbing. Oh my God. I and would be so humiliated. I would be mortified. <laughs> just like, uh, just like I want to jump in the ocean right now. <laughs> so she's like wipes her face and is like you know i need to apologize like i really i think i blew it like this is just mm -hmm. a whole new world to me and i don't know like what to do or what to say yeah and i don't fit in yeah and the worthington guy's like so nice to her he's like you know you didn't blow anything like yeah he's like no one's grading your social skills <laughs> like <laughs> and then he says to her like look you just brought the best peer review pacey yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, he's like she chose wrong. Because um, hmm. she's like, you know, he's been t- chatting the Dean's ear off all about you. And like, you know. It's, yeah. It's anyone who well. could speak that glowingly of you, like, you yeah. know, just says a lot about you. Yeah. So, um, Aaron, right here, we're supposed to get a music cue of the Smashing Pumpkins Christmas time. Oh, yes. Which is on the album A Very Special Christmas 3, which my mother loves and plays every year. Um, album art for that series, um, the Very Special Christmas series, is by Keith Haring. So. Oh, cool. And it was all, like, all the proceeds. His foundation. Yeah, yeah. All the proceeds, like, went to AIDS. Um his AIDS foundation. So we get this cue and we go back to the party where Jen is like, okay, well, where did I apply to Jack? They're like sitting on the stairs. Yeah. Kind of cute. <laughs> and he names like a bunch of colleges in New York and then Brown. And then, and he's like, and oh yeah, BU. Boston university. Hmm. 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 <laughs> so Jack admits that like they actually used a paper that Jen wrote about women's suffrage and just like kind of edited it. Mm-hmm. And then he admits that he read her journal read online. Her <laughs> oh my god! Just nonchalant. He, he's like, "Saw your journal. <laughs> Didn't realize you had those dreams about me still." And I was like, "Things because it was like oh, her journals on her computer." Unless it was live journal. I, I mean, this was the time. This was yeah, the live journal time. Like- that's what I mean. I was like, so if it's live journal, like I have to maybe forgive him because it was like Public. online for yeah. anyone to read. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so we go then I to- I didn't Ms- know you still had dreams about me like that. <laughs> yeah. Creep. Okay. So we go to Mr. Brooks where who sees Grams and they have like this crotchety old people flirt session. <laughs> so funny he has the most hilarious like look on his face and he like waves at her yeah. and she's just like annoyed it's yeah. like so fucking it's funny amazing. and she like scolds him for the boat thing again and then he's yeah. like pretty like you like to put me in my place which he seems yeah. like really excited about that guy you yeah. can tell he's just like damn girl <laughs> i mean these these old folks got game i don't know what game they're playing but whatever it is they got it it's funny <laughs> Yeah, they banter, and you can tell that Grams is like, I fucking hate you. And all of a sudden, she's like, Hmm, do I hate you? <laughs> yeah, do I? And then Dawson, she, Grams leaves, and Dawson comes up, and he's like, Were you just flirting with Grams? Yeah. <laughs> and then Mr. Brooks, just baller, is like, No, you'd know if I was flirting, and if so, you should pull up a chair and take a lesson. <laughs> okay. 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 AI. <laughs> And so Dawson's like, look, dude, I am ready to make a movie again, I think. And Mr. Brooks is like, oh, great. What's it going to be about? Dawson says, you. Your life story. And he's like, I'll talk to you about it later, but I'm making it about you. I just want to say, the last documentary Dawson made (laughs) was not well received. (laughs) True. His, um, you know scripted movie he made did win the Boston Film Festival, which is hilarious, but you know, just say junior it was the junior division. It was the junior division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe documentary isn't his forte. Yeah. And it's like it's like interesting because we've always thought of him as wanting to be like a f- scripted filmmaker. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so like the way in which they're always like shifting in between this, you know, Mm. it's kind of like interesting. Yeah. They're two different forms of art. Like, come on. (laughs) And storytelling. Totally. Totally. Um, But we go back to the yacht club and Joey like finds Pacey and just hugs him. Like, yeah. Doesn't say anything, just hugs him. And he is like, apology accepted. Which, like, I want to give him, but I was so mad. Why is she going to pass? Joey's like, I didn't apologize. Yeah. And then he's he's like, like, yeah, well, I knew you were going to apologize for bitching me out. And then, like, this is why she doesn't get a pass. She's like, well, but you lied. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I know fucking kidding me like that why is she getting a pass for this then you know i agree my only thing is that she in a few in a a little bit later in this scene she does actually apologize so like i like like, (laughs) okay so paisley's like you know i like did it occur to you that i was like doing this for you like yeah And that I just wanted to, like, I wanted... my dad is the police chief. He's a piece of shit, but, like, I've seen him network, you know? (laughs) And he's like, you know, I just wanted these people to see you through my eyes. And then he says to see this girl, this woman, because, of Mm -hmm. course, Pacey doesn't fall in love with girls. He falls in love with women. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a creepy, shitty way. I mean that in a, like, as soon as he falls in love with someone, he starts calling them a woman. Um. And he's like, who has more class and intelligence and beauty and grace than anyone else on the world in the in the world? Yeah. And then she apologizes, and yeah. she's like, "I totally froze, and like, it, you fit in better than I ever will." And he's just kind of like, like you can tell that like his anxiety about like his position, like he's just worked harder to be confident within himself whereas Mm. joey is trying to fit into this person she doesn't like like i said she's like she doesn't like these rich assholes but she wants to be one of them and you're like why would you want to be someone you don't like right well because i think she i think what she really wants is the financial stability of being a rich asshole Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know how to do that without doing this path you know like she doesn't know that there are other paths to that. Yeah, but it's like there's stability in the middle class, you know? <laughs> so it's interesting. I mean, I'm with you. you I'm know, with you. it's just yeah. interesting. And so he says to her, he's like, look, when you step into the door, you're going to do more for them than they'll ever do for you. Which like, is, so don't get this twisted. Which is like, the most romantic thing that I've ever heard. I know. And it's such good advice. Like, it's like, like I said, like, I just feel like he has this handle on, like, what yeah. he thinks is he wants to be. And then there's all these out force, outside forces, including her in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Being like, you're trash. You're going to not go to college. You're amounting to nothing or right. whatever. And yeah. it's, like, it's really sad to see. It sucks. But then Joey's, like, you know, she says your mom should get a medal because she raised the perfect boy. And I'm like, look, I'm truth to Pacey's the perfect boy, but that was like, if we learned anything about stabbed me in the heart, I was like, what the fuck? We don't know anything about his mom. I mean, I have intense amount of judgment for her. I've never met her, so I don't know. But like, it, we know his father is physically abusive, mm. like so and emotionally. She, so she's like never just seen fine with that, that or been been you know like it's just yeah. like so to me, she's fine with it. 
do I think she's probably also a victim? Yes, of course. So it's very complicated, but like, fuck that. And also like, to be honest, like you kind of have an, I personally think his sister probably helped raise him more than his mom. Yeah. He seems more along Gretchen's kind of trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. And she repeats his line back to him because he said, he said when he was like, saying that she she was going to give them more than he could ever than she, they could ever give her he's like maybe things just tumble out of my mouth because i'm head over heels in love with you yeah. and she says that back to him you know yeah which is sweet but then you kind of wish that she could like be romantic without his guidance you know yeah i mean i think that there are times that she can be but not right now yeah yeah, i hear you yeah yeah and pacey's like can we just like go can we go to dawson's where we can like be ourselves yeah can we go someplace we both fit in yeah and it's so interesting because like they're kind of outsiders in the leary house but they still feel like at home there yeah yeah it's their kind of home base yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so then we get this mary beth maziar's rendition of have yourself a merry little christmas and we go back to dawson's and he's like watching Mitch and Gail kind of have this nice moment. Yeah. And Gretchen comes up to him. Yeah. And he like he thanks, thanks her. Yeah. For like how great the night's been. It's super sweet. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, he's like, why are we doing this? And yeah. you're like, you love nostalgia. And he kind of says as much. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'll never remember the gifts I got for this Christmas, but I'll definitely remember like how I feel in this moment. You know? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know, this was like total selfishness on my part. Like, you know, this reminds me of this time before everything Mm -hmm. got complicated. And like, I'm, you know, and kind of is glad that she got to give Dawson this like moment of seeing his parents happy, but is also like, but this was really something for me too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like reconnect (laughs) with like, probably like the, you know, the person, like the high school senior in her. Yeah, totally. Excitement. Um, yeah, and then Mr. Brooks walks over <laughs> or like walks by and he's like, stop flirting and kiss her. And he points up to the mistletoe yeah. above them. <laughs> yeah. And see, Chekhov's mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And and Dawson's like, oh man. And like Gretchen's like, come on, like it's tradition. Like you don't monkey around with tradition. And then they kiss, but it's like, uh, ki- like it's a, it's yeah, not it's like, like a peck. It's not like a peck like a kiss like they, yeah. they're like they like kind of make out it's really yeah. weird <laughs> and right as they like make out uh, joey yeah. and pacey walk in and see it and they're like stunned and like to be honest they should be yeah because joey talked to gretchen and she's like we're just friends you know yeah. and like pacey and dawson like dawson hates pacey like so like yeah. again i would be like what the fuck are you doing yeah like this is creepy you've been manipulative and weird to me and now you're like making out with my sister like (laughs) i don't know it just would be fucking weird yeah and just like pacey and joey walk in they see the kiss we end we go to black (laughs) like that's the end of the episode merry christmas in march everyone (laughs) yeah it's like a weird cliffhanger it's uh, yeah this is a kind of wild episode man yeah, I definitely feel like you miss Andy. Yeah, definitely. Also, she would have been great at this party. Yeah, totally. You Something know, planet and everything mm-hmm. for sure. 
and then get drunk with Drew and make out with him. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> Such a missed opportunity. Drew shows up after he, the, the Worthington party. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Obviously. And they're like outside because he's like not really allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. They make out. <laughs> sold. <laughs> I'm yeah. sold on this alternative season four. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to watch like Grams and Mr. Brooks just be such assholes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And kind of like as soon as they do one like somewhat charming, sweet thing, then like get immediately let off the hook. Mm hmm. Totally. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And we see the way in which like college still is like kind of this weird manipulation, e even in the Jen and Graham's situation mm. where it's like, I'm not going to apologize, but like, I'm def definitely paying for you to go to college. You don't yeah. have to, I don't know. It's like this weird, just this weird furthering of this narrative. Yeah. Of, like, um, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know, whatever. It also doesn't make sense. Like just from a, way rich people work standpoint like there would be accounts in jen's social security number mm, but like a trust yeah yeah so like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> don't question it i know it's like okay so who are you rooting for i'm rooting for jen and pacey yeah totally <laughs> that's it i mean totally. like uh, you know dawson is dawson's pretty like earnest and nice in this episode although does dig into Mr. Brooks in a way that's like slightly uncomfortable, but like whatever. Um, so like I might be rooting for Dawson a little bit, like, and I'm glad he seems to have found his passion again, passion again when it comes to film. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's like hard because just the shifting back to this, like, mm -hmm. Pacey and Joey being together ruined Dawson's life. It's like, <laughs> fuck that. No get way. I know. This rich white dude. Okay. Like I he know. didn't get the girl. The good guy didn't get the girl and his life is ruined. And I'm just like, he's not a good guy. Like, <laughs> and also like, what is, it doesn't, guys don't get the girl. The, like, <laughs> I don't know that like, that's so toxic to me and it's super hard to watch, you know, well, what, about, what does the girl want? Where's her agency? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it, it's, it's problematic on multiple levels, you know, yeah. but, but I think, you know, the Dawson in this episode is a Dawson that like, <sighs> I can, I can get behind that Dawson. That's kind of like making moves to like make himself happy again. Yeah. And being conflicted about like, yeah. well, I don't know if I want to go to film school, like that yeah. kind of stuff I find super compelling. And I like when they kind of touch on it. I just wish that the writers had really expanded on that because deeper, as someone yeah. watching the show, going through these similar experiences, you can relate to that, like just total crisis you're having where you're like, well, you know, when you have to do these stupid bullshit assignments of when you're 10 of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And now that you're like kind of in the place where like you kind of have to decide and you're still like a kid, it feels super hard and complicated. Yeah. And you feel weird about it. You're like, okay, so I have to pick an abstract subject that I'm going to start studying. <laughs> okay. And yeah. then like, find a job afterwards about that like what this is yeah. so weird <laughs> I, I will say in England it's even earlier they have to start narrowing it down at like yeah. 16 and which I have always found fucking wild but whatever um but I agree with you I think you're right uh you know 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm just saying it's the closest I've gotten in a long time to wanting to root for Dawson. Um, and so, you know, just to acknowledge that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he's been on a journey with us. Mm. <laughs> okay. So for our listener corner, this is mm. from Jennifer. This is more of a general question comment question regarding Dawson a common defense I've heard over the years for Dawson's behavior especially regarding the love triangle is that he's a teenager it has always bothered me because they're all teenagers <laughs> since that's the default for all of them Dawson being a teenager doesn't matter when the issues of his behavior of the teenager of the teenager characters. I think it's more of their background particularly life experience for example Pacey's home life is used a lot to rightfully so explain while not excusing his behavior. Same with Jen and her um, New York past. As you note in your book, Dawson is the most problematic character. His quote intentions are garbage, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Aaron Hensley special, that chapter. Yeah. Of the book. Um, <laughs> I mean, we worked on it together, but it was her idea. Yes. Um, but, uh, but um, I, I'm sorry. What was this person's Jennifer. name? Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, so Jennifer, I agree with you a hundred percent. I like Aaron and I have talked off mic about this partially because when we, when we say that it's usually cause we're talking about later seasons. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we haven't like brought it all to this podcast mm -hmm. yet. But, um, but I think for me, like, and I'm going to get into it more as we go along, which is that like, I think if certain things happened in later seasons, I would be able to write some of Dawson's behavior off as being a teenager. I was a teenager. I was, mm -hmm. a, I could be a real shithead sometimes. Um, most definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I, I did a lot of things that I wasn't particularly proud of as a teenager, still not particularly proud of those things. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, so, so there it's like, it's it's I think it's really like such a fine line because like I my objection to Dawson particularly regarding Joey is the possessiveness mm -hmm. and and like just wait I'm gonna have a, 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 some objections to Joey regarding possessiveness around yes. Dawson too yes. um you yeah, know it's hard because Dawson and Joey both participate in this incredibly toxic codependent relationship yes yeah and I think yes and I think that like and so I think that does complicate matters. And I think that um, also I think that like in high school, you're not emotionally equipped to deal with some of this shit, mm -hmm. um, particularly someone like Dawson. Pacey and Joey have had to go through a lot of emotional shit mm -hmm. and so probably are a little bit, I don't want to say better, but like just more emotionally mature. Yeah, they just have more experience. In specific ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not entry level. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, you know, I, I think I agree with you that, like, we don't – there are behaviors that you don't just get to write off because someone's a teenager. But mm -hmm. also there's – my biggest problem is that there seems to be no one correcting the behavior. Yeah. M Mitch and Gail I mean, never step in. Totally. And this is just like, to me, speaks to just like a larger cultural problem we have in the U.S. of like white boys will be boys. Mm. And then like, but black boys are men. And like, <laughs> At age 12. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, 
Um, and women have to just put up with this, you know, boys will be their girl, you know, like they're not girls, they're women, you know? And, mm. and so it's really hard for me to, you know, obviously like, that's why I, I like really rail into Dawson a lot. And I, you know, I think intentions are always important in so far as like, you want to gauge someone's attentions and stuff like that. But like, that's not where the buck stops. <laughs> if you hurt someone, your intentions don't really matter. Like the fact that you hurt them does, you know? And like I've said before, like, of course, I don't think like with Dawson, like if that were my situation where he's like, that wasn't my intention. It's like, yeah, if I thought your intention was to be a piece of shit, we wouldn't have this conversation. So like, <laughs> I know your intention wasn't to hurt me, but you did. So let's, you know, validate my feelings and the fact that you participated in how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot of like, the times that I've hurt people that I love their feelings. And like, I think, I think there's a spot to say, this is what I was aiming for. And I understand that I fell short of that, or I said it in yeah. a way or did something in a way that was really hurtful. And I, you know, I, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. And like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a way to do it while saying like, you know, yeah, I, I didn't mean to, but that doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter that yeah, I didn't mean to. No, I completely agree. And I, I think that the, the, the reality is there's a, there's nothing wrong with being like, Oh, that wasn't my intention, but there's something wrong with being like, that wasn't my intention. Period. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I agreed. Agreed. And so, so yeah, I agree. It, it's difficult, you know? And I do think like speaking to what Jennifer is saying about like, you know, it more being about background. Absolutely. Because mm. Dawson is a privileged white man. And like, so we've been fed on the show, this narrative, but then like culturally in life, that yeah. he's a, a good guy. Mm-hmm. And so that good guys, like, you know, they get more space to be sexual harassers, mm. to um, touch you, <laughs> to violate you, to cross your boundaries, to read your diary and not apologize <laughs> really, you know, yeah. to do these really horrific things because like the, there's been a moralization of them. They're good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I can't recommend the movie hi- uh, Promising Young Woman highly enough <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet that tackles this specific thing um, and brilliant casting of Adam Brody as the good guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I agree with you that like, I think that there's a way in which um, there's a way in which the the problems of Dawson and of Dawson's behavior kind of don't just stop at Dawson. I I, I do feel that Mitch and Gail are so culpable in that. And that like Absolutely. and that Mitch and Gail like admit, I mean, there are these times that they like say like the fact that Mitch is on that boat with Dawson in the show in Show Me Love. I know. And then like doesn't there's no discipline about the fact that he like nearly killed someone. And like to people. me, I mean, are you kidding me? I are know. you kidding me? I mean, I know. if I even Well, and it's also sad that Sheriff Witter doesn't do anything. Like his son almost died, you know, it's just like everyone is participating in this coddling of Dawson and his, you know, boys will be, he's a good guy. So boys will be boys. Well, and that it's somehow justified because like he has feelings for a girl 
and is in direct competition with Pacey, who also has feelings for the same girl. That like that's mm-hmm. somehow justified. That's some fucking that's some fucking bullshit. That's some fucking yeah. You know, because again, it's removing the woman in and her agency and what right. she wants. Like we maintained all of third the end of third season is like Joey's sitting there being like, I want to be with Pacey. Okay, so Joey says she wants to be with Pacey. Right. <laughs> so isn't that all that matters? I mean, <laughs> it's all that should matter. But yeah, absolutely. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not all that matters. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, we say like, it's hard. Like Dawson got his heart broken. And that you know? sucks. And that sucks. You know, it's he chose to not pursue. And I understand why he didn't choose you know, pursue a relationship with her at the beginning of the third season. Yep. But then when he started liking her again and she, they weren't together, she wasn't, she wasn't, she said like, I think we should just be friends. And like that, that hurt his heart more than when she broke up with him twice. And when he rejected her yeah. and like, I don't like that because you see that the heartbreak isn't, is the fact that she's with Pacey. Yeah. So it's about this competitiveness over Pacey. Yeah. And like, you know, again, people like Jay have said, like, and other listeners have followed up. I have a few more team Dawson people of like, Mm -hmm. no, like, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to explain Dawson's point of view. And I, like, I, you know, listen to it, but I just, I just can't get there, you know, because like, I think what Joey wants, if she's like, I want to be with Pacey, that's it. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you on that front. If, if Joey says I want to be with Pacey, then Joey wants to be with Pacey and like, whatever. And, and I mean, you know, I think yeah, that- because you don't see Dawson being like, sorry to interrupt, but you don't see Dawson being like, she wanted to be with him. She's like, he's always like, she broke my heart. Right. And those like two things, can, her. but those two things can be true at the same time that, that mm-hmm. her wanting to be with him broke his heart. That's, that is definitely true. I guess my thing is more like, you know, the, f- it would be one thing, I guess it would just, I would have more sympathy for, I, I mean, I have sympathy for Dawson that it's hard. I have mm-hmm. sympathy for Dawson that like, and maybe this is the point about being a teenager is like growing up and learning these lessons is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It is really extremely painful. And like, you know, <laughs> then when you start going to therapy, you realize like, oh, you don't ever like, we don't get over that. We don't get over yeah. how much it fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. you don't get over how much it fucking hurt, like to move on from your first serious relationship. Like it's, there's always a part of you that like yeah is, that has that trauma has that absolutely mm-hmm. and i think that like and so there's there's that part of me where i can see the like teens being teens right it's the possessiveness and and that's why uh, at the end of last week i sort of said like i'm always interested in lines and where the boundaries are and mm-hmm. and in accommodating you know people's different needs but also saying here is the actual boundary. Um, And I think that that's like, that's the thing that I'm always searching for is like, you know, as we, as we live in a society that is like kinder to people and amenable to people's different needs and people's different 
experiences and you know whether it's class whether it's race whether it's gender sexuality whether it's you know neurodivergence whatever it is whatever those things are that like there are boundaries even as we accommodate and that's the thing that I'm always interested in Mm -hmm. exactly yeah thank you Jennifer yeah thanks Jennifer um and then for our workforce bound, mm. uh, this is from Lori. Yeah. What's up, Lori? <laughs> what up? She, she emails us a lot. Yeah, um, good. Thank you. I am smack dab in the middle of helping my junior, my junior in high school try to figure out the whole college application thing. Ugh. It is truly, it is a truly ridiculous process. <laughs> the college counselors at his high school are great and have started a book club for the junior parents. We are reading a book, Who Gets In and Why? A Year Inside the College Admissions by Jeffrey Salingo, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> I'm only 40 pages in, but it's eye-opening. The author spent time in the decision rooms of a few colleges and how um, decisions are made is crazy. Also, college marketing is big business. Mm. It's about buying names and getting numbers, too. They don't even care who gets the marketing in hope. They don't care who gets in the, in hopes that some of them just apply. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. It's wild. First of all, I hope that you have some sort of wine delivery service that... <laughs> is near to you and you can call on when needed um, because that sounds like a nightmare. Um, totally. But also, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I had a mom who worked at a university, so I was pretty like comfortable with the university setting. And yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, it's funny. So, you know, we, we talk about this show week to week and then I just, I was just watching um, all the, to all the girls I love before movies Mm -hmm. um which is also like high school age yeah. stuff and like yeah, yeah. and the last one that just came out that I watched recently was is like about getting into college and I was just like oh my god like it kept hitting like there's these traumatic pressure points that I kept being like oh I had forgotten entirely about that <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god and then I just thought to myself like how does how do we all survive this like I it's know. so awful yeah I mean like I I emailed Lori back and I was like mm. It's wild that like the, mo you know, like being in a position where the most support goes to like the college counselors and everything. And you're still at your wits end. Yeah. You know, you still don't know what's going on and you still don't know how to navigate it. And like how then you can only imagine how it must feel if you're not going to college, obviously. And yeah. just how it's a total crapshoot. And like, you know, I, there's a lot of conversations happening around college in America right now, especially with COVID and the recession mm. and just like we need to look at higher education as businesses yeah, <laughs> you know because yeah. they are operated as such so of course there's going to be a marketing team and they use these interesting metrics to elevate their status so they might try to get more people to apply so that they can say that their acceptance rate is lower yep. which then creates the perception of it being hard to get in when it's a manipulation of statistics there, um, yeah. you know, and then we have all of these, uh, you know, whatever lists or whatever, like us news and whatever that mm -hmm. are like, these are the top schools or whatever. And it's kind of like, well, what are the metrics? How do they gather that data? Is that data gathered like 
in the same manner across all schools, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And of course it's not, which is why they have to use the ones that are federally mandated to determine these lists. And I don't know, like sometimes you're like, well, shouldn't like good colleges be ones that help you raise up the socioeconomic ladder or the ones that like help, you know, students of color or help people, um, not graduate with debt. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think that as we expand how we look at and think about and talk about success, um, which is, I think a vital thing that we need to be expanding as a, as a society and as a country and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I think that like, that's all part of it. I mean, I just anecdotally, I remember when we first went to UC Santa Cruz, it got voted like the number three party school or or the number one party school in the country. And then I remember going to a UC Berkeley party party because my best friend from high school went to UC Berkeley. And I was like, on what fucking planet is UC Santa Cruz the number one party school? I know. I I remember being stunned going (laughs) to my brother's frat parties at Berkeley being like, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And my friend was in the marching band and like going to the marching band parties. Mm -hmm. I was like, look, you see Santa Cruz, like the idea of a party was like four of us in a room with like some weed and or like vodka or something. Yeah. Like, it's like, what are the metrics on that? Is that mean just like where you could try the most amount of drugs or something? I don't know. I I guess maybe that that we win that one, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I was like, but I remember being like, huh. And I remember my mom and a bunch of the, like a bunch of like faculty and staff were like pissed about it. And we're like, what the fuck? And I was like, I have been to other colleges parties and like, we are nothing like that. Yeah. Like I went to parties at Berkeley where I was like, I mean, I would never see anything like this at Santa Cruz. This is wild. I know. It was like, it was like, define party. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, because the band is literally marching through fr- fraternity row, like doing keg stands while they like, you yeah. know, on the goddamn yeah. lawn. These people are not 21. Tell you that right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. And like, it's just in public. I was like, that's not like UC Santa Cruz is not doing that. Those yeah. were, t- I mean, t- there were townie parties like that, but right. not college parties. Yeah. And so then we have all these interesting metrics and you don't really know Mm. how to navigate that. And then you're like, okay, well, what will set up, you know, your kid or yourself for success in whatever potential career you want to get into. And you're using these metrics that you don't know. Cause again, it's like define party. Like how did Santa Cruz become on the top party schools? Like, you know, most colleges have parties. So like, okay, like we had parties for sure. There was a lot of drugs there, but like, I don't know if I felt like there were more drugs than at other schools. (laughs) So when you would go to visit your friends, you're like, I don't know, they're all kind of the same. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also like, I I had this conversation years ago when I used to give the Paramount Picture Studio Tour. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times like high school or junior high classes would come. And I will never forget this. This boy who was a senior in high school, maybe he was a junior, he was applying to school. And this was, how old was I when I worked there? Like 23, 22, 23, Something like 24? That. Yeah. 23, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I was not that far out of college. And, um, and so he, this kid, we were talking, he and I just kind of hit it off and we're talking, we're chatting. And he mm-hmm. was like, so anxious about where to go to college. And I remember looking at him and being like, what no one tells you is that it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's wherever you feel comfortable. And if you don't feel comfortable at the place you've chosen, you can transfer. Yeah. Transfer. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this is not like, I know it's something that causes people so much anxiety and it caused me that anxiety too. Mm-hmm. I was super anxious about where to go. And after leaving it, what I realized is that like, that's all bullshit. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's like, I don't know that this helps, you know, the problem of, of your kid applying to college and how much, how fucking confusing it is, but letting the anxiety of it, like certain pressure valves of the anxiety of it fall away that knowing that like, it'll, you know, you can transfer if you yes, need to exactly that and there's so many other factors that i personally feel like don't weigh enough weigh mm-hmm. highly enough like yeah do you know anyone who's going to be at that school and if you don't are you the type of person that can make friends easily and if yeah. you're not then maybe that won't be the best environment for you mm-hmm. how far away from home is it and is your family have enough money to like fly you home at the drop of a hat like there's so many other factors in terms of like your lifestyle for this big transition that I don't always feel like are presented to you or like weighed in the conversation of like where you're what you're going to do next and where you're going to go and that makes it really hard you know um I have like I've said before I have a few friends that teach at LAUSD schools and in areas that are pretty poor and they always have kids that go to Harvard and stuff. And the kids that they'll, you know, the, you know, previous year will like help the incoming freshmen or whatever, but because they have to, because at Thanksgiving they can't afford to go home and the scholarship they get doesn't give them money for that. Mm. So you have to make these communities in a way that like have to already be started there. Yeah. If they're not, then like that can become difficult. Yeah. Um, And so there's something to be said for all of those other elements that are at play as you transition into like diet, adulthood, light diet, adulthood, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, what will it be like? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah. It's a wild ride. Um, Yeah. But Yeah best of luck I I still like I said I still have (laughs) trauma from it and so and I can't imagine it's gotten better in the years since I applied to college I only imagine it's gotten worse (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, yeah but thank you for sharing Lori yeah thanks Lori and thank you everyone for listening Mm -hmm. um we hope you're staying safe uh what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. Yep. Cancel student debt. Yeah. Definitely. You got anything else you want to say? Um. Oh, God. I had one. Now I've forgotten it. Shit. I know. I feel like I had Sorry. one more. That's okay. The farmers in India. But yeah. Yeah. So we stand with the farmers in India. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a time to be alive. Can we make sure we're getting vaccines to um, the Southern Hemisphere? It's really sad to see mm. the trajectory for um, Africa. Countries, Latin America. Yeah. Latin America. It's, we're being, you know, white supremacists and it's really twisted and it's super mm. complicated. <laughs> but yeah. And you know what? Just like, just do me a little favor. I'm sorry, but we just make sure you have a 
few extra cans of food in your house. <laughs> Non-perishable food. We're I traumatized by Texas. Yeah, we're from earthquake country. Yeah. So we have earthquake kits here. Just, you know. Yeah. The, the blue ramen is vegan. Just yeah. saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thank you everyone we're trying to stay safe i hope you are too yeah you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us at dawson's critique at gmail.com we want to shout out our boy Kilio for making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy you can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley we have merch. You can find it bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. And you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, wherever you find your books. Let's shout out this week uh, Left Bank Books in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, They're a lovely, wonderful bookstore um, that I hope to visit someday. <laughs> um, uh, we'd like to... Th- or th- Please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you for those of you who have done that. And um, it does help us immensely when you do. We would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who in normal times records us. Uh, and we can't wait to get back to normal times. Um, yeah. Not back, but to more normal times. <laughs> <laughs> to being in physical presence of others. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter handles are at Pesty1079. Rare Bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rare Bird production. I don't want to wait.